All right, Second Chronicles chapter 11 and uh, verse number 11. <clears throat> and he fortified the strongholds and put captains in them and store of victual and of oil and wine. So he fortified the strongholds, the Bible said. Uh, today, as uh, sometimes I like to shed uh, New Testament truths to Old Testament passages in an effort to make practical application for New Testament saints, and this will certainly be no exception. After reading our selected verse today, consider also what Christ spoke to his church in Sardis in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 2 where he says, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Just as King Rehoboam was having to deal with a divided and therefore weak kingdom, which threatened his ability to maintain peace and order, the church of Sardis was also struggling to remain strong and influential in their location with the gospel message due to some of their spiritual flaws. In both cases, the remedy for such uh, disarray was to fortify the strongholds, or in other words, to strengthen those things which remain. In King Rehoboam's case, to fortify the stronghold would mean to reinforce that uh, what was already deemed strong. In essence, it carries with it the idea of focusing on one's strengths in order to survive. Uh, in the church of Sardis's case, to strengthen those things which remain which are ready to die, means to reinforce what was already deemed weak and on the verge of dying. Now, the reason I believe that we can compare the church of Sardis to King Rehoboam's kingdom is the fact that the church of Sardis was actually fortifying their strongholds as well. And why would I say that? Because Jesus' instructions to them were to strengthen those things which remain, implying that all else was already dead. So now to my point. If there's any life at all, if there's any breath at all, if there's any hope or faith at all, <clears throat> strengthen that. Amen? Strengthen that. You may be weak. You may be frail. You may be faint. You may be ready to give up and die in your heart. But the fact that there remains some strength in you at all, though small it may be, means that you can survive if you will strengthen what remains. Uh, to let the weak say, I am strong, is to recognize your weakness as strength when put into the hands of God. 
It is to understand that our, our definition of weakness is really just a smaller measure of strength. Amen? And all God wants us to do with our weakness or our small measure of strength is to give it to Him and watch Him rise up in strength for us. I hope that speaks to you today because sometimes we get there, don't we? Uh, we, we get uh, exhausted. We feel empty. Uh, sometimes we feel like we just can't push another mile. And so we look at ourselves and we think we are weak. But the fact that you just measured your strength in small increments means that there is something that still remains. And if you'll give that to God, God can fortify that for you. And you can survive because in our weakness, He is made strong. Amen. So never look at what little you have and think, well, I don't have enough. The truth is, none of us have enough. Christ has always made the difference in our lives. He has always bridged the gap. He has always filled in what we lacked. Amen. Uh, when we lacked hope, He gave us hope. When we lacked strength, He gave us strength. When we lacked sustenance, He gave us sustenance. You name it. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack. Amen. That means I will not lack what it, what it takes to do what God has sent me to do. And to be obedient to His Word. And so, don't get so caught up in what is not there and what you don't have. Focus on what little you do have and say, God, this is all I got. It might be a little shepherd boy out in a field that all he has is a sling stone and God's told him to go stand up to Goliath. And you may feel like, well, all I have is this rock and this sling stone, this, uh, this, uh, this sling. But what happened? You know what happened. He took his little bit and under the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God did what a whole army couldn't do. You know? And so uh, we, we measure strength differently than, than God does. Uh, God actually takes pleasure in waiting until our strength is completely exhausted and out. And then he steps in so that he doesn't have to share his glory with any of us. Amen. And so sometimes we, we need to reverse the way we look at it. When you're at your weakest, he's at his strongest. You're actually in the best position for a move of God in your life than you've ever been when you're at your weakest. So that's the way you've got to frame it. That's the way you've got to talk to yourself. and You've got to believe that God does work all things together for good. Amen. So there's your thought for today. And the title of this was, uh, let me see what I titled it. What you call a weakness may be your greatest strength. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the word. I don't know who this may have spoken to today or what this may have said to any one of us. But I do know, Father, that in a world that so desperately needs you and there are millions upon millions, if not billions of people that do not know the name of Christ, we feel so inadequate. We feel like less than a drop in the bucket. Trying to make a difference. Trying to reach the world with the gospel. 
And though as small and weak as we are, we offer our weakness to you, O God. We ask that you would take our little bit, and if you would be pleased to feed the multitudes with it, we would give all glory and honor to you alone, and we would rejoice in what you did. And we would be careful to tell others, to point out the fact that you are the one that did it and not we ourselves. God, we just want to see you work and we want to see people come to know Christ. We want to see hearts changed. We want to see families put back together. We want to see uh, uh, the church revived, Lord, and booming and thriving and soul winning and on fire for God and excited to be here and can't wait to see what's around the corner. Lord, we, we want to see a move of God. But Lord, looking in, looking at what we possess in our hands, we don't see enough. But when we look in your word and we look to you, we see more than enough. And so we, we put what we have in your hands. We ask that you would break us if need be and then bless us and then spread us out, distribute us, so to speak. Lord, may we be the ones that carry the good news to those most in need of it in our sphere of influence so that the word of God will not be bound and that you would spread your gospel around the earth starting from right here at Washington Heights Baptist Church. Fire us up for you, God, and help us, Lord, to never back down to the challenge of serving you simply because we feel weak or inadequate, but help us to walk in faith, trusting you, to take our little bit and glorify your name with it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.